Okay. Wee. Wee. Yay. Yay. It's football time. It's football time. I've made a martini. I have sat in 30 minutes of traffic, and I am now ready to talk about football. This is Hello Sports. It's me, Robin and Sarah. I'm Sarah. And I'm Robin. We don't have a theme song yet. Not yet. Give it time. Or sponsors. So if you have either, if you have access to either one of those things, let us know. We'd- yeah, give us an idea. Because <laughs> we don't know. Because otherwise, the only idea I've come up with is that each week I just pick a football team and sing their fight song. <laughs> and I don't think anybody wants good. that. At the time of this recording, two days before the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl, yes. Before the Super Bowl arrives. Uh, this will probably be coming out on Saturday, so the day before. So get ready. We have a lot to cover today. If you haven't listened to our first episode, go back, listen to that one for the ratings. Five stars. Just do it. It'll make you don't have to. This isn't a linear exploration. Um, but just just do it for the for the SEO. We appreciate that. If you want to yeah. make the life of two 32 somethings. Go rate our podcast. Has anyone listened to it? Can you can you tell? I saw I saw like seven people. <gasps> seven? Okay. Well, I listened to it, so that's more than two. I know. And <laughs> it's just me so it's and like you. Five other people. Hey, that's something. Five other people. That's wild. That's crazy. I was expecting zero. Like I have set so ni- like no expectations on this podcast. Yeah. No. Exactly. So hi, hi, five people listening. Hello. We love you. We love you already. I bet one of them is Allison. It is. It is. Hi, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks okay. for listening. So um, last week we didn't get a chance to talk about positions. So we're going to get a chance to do that today. We're going to talk about um, the teams that are going to the Super Bowl uh, and the best and the worst moments of the week. And oh my God, Robin, I don't know if you can see my notes, but worst moments is just labeled oof. Oof. So it's been, it's been a week for the NFL. It's been a time. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, We're going to get into that, but let's start off with the actual positions of football. Um, Again, I am using, if if you're looking for a visualization of this and a deeper dive into them, rookieroad.com is a great resource for generally like anything sports, but they have a really great diagram of where everybody is on the field and the labels of the positions and deeper dives into the positions. So if you're interested, check that out. Um, But okay, so list of the positions going down the line. First one's first, quarterback. Everyone knows a quarterback. That's pretty simple enough. It's the guy that throws the ball and tries to keep the ball moving down the field. He is the usually like 99% of the time, the one guy that the ball is their responsibility to make something happen with and move down the field. This is usually also the most famous people of the NFL just because they get the most ball action. Yes, I said ball action. (laughs) Sorry. We should all hope to be so lucky. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know like, what your preferences oh. are. <laughs> also, by the way, before we even get into that, this podcast is not safe for work. Just as a heads up, that was a little, little 
little piggy dip in toes. <laughs> We're probably going to say some really dumb shit. Um, so the quarterback is the main guy. He's like superstar man's. Oh, this is my, okay. This is my perception of the quarterback. Yes. Quarterback. Hotsy totsy. Right. Uh, big man on the field. Everybody knows his name. And he's typically the one catching the ball and then doing something with it. Yes. He is the immediate person to have the ball and decide what to do with it. So uh, usually what they will actually have and what you'll see when they have their helmets on, they might clasp their ears over their, uh, their hands over, they might clasp their hands over their ears a bit just to try like to earmuffs. hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you tell a little kid earmuffs and what they're actually listening into is a microphone that's going to either the head coach or the, uh, offensive coach. So kind of feeding them in information about the defense and what play to make next. So sometimes they're not the ones to make the decision on what play is about to happen. Um, other times they are. Other times they will just say, like, screw it. It's it's my job. This is what I'm doing. Aaron Rodgers has done that a lot. A lot of veteran quarterbacks have done that a lot. That was my next question. So because I... <laughs> I don't know much about football, but I do know that we have not had microphones since the dawn of time, um, particularly in helmet lines. So what did we do before everybody was mic'd up? Like, did they just talk about it beforehand before you got on the field? So they'll either talk about it before they get on the field or you will occasionally see men and now a few women, which is very exciting, on the sideline, frantically giving hand signals as if they are the craziest motherfucker on the face of the planet. And they're having some kind of like extreme American sign language spasm and need to get across some amount of information. Uh, Got it. So, <laughs> so, so that yeah. might be part of it. Yeah. That was okay. the before era is they're doing hand signals and they're screaming uh, plays at them, which have really bizarre names, um, which you will occasionally hear a quarterback scream out to the players at ahead of time. Um, so when the quarterback, before he has hiked the ball, meaning that the guy passes it underneath That's him. That's the backwards to the, throw, right? Yeah. It, yeah. And it's also kind of weird because you basically, the quarterback basically has like the top of their hand on this guy's gooch. Like we just, I don't know why. We just don't talk about that. I I would feel very uncomfortable being the center. I mean, just... my my assumption is like <clears throat> you want to be in the arena. You know what I mean? Like you want to be in the arena. Because I guess it's if like you have here. it too far back, like you don't want to oh, fumble it. Catastrophic things have happened in that in that case. So yeah, it's just always a thing that I found would be really bizarre and like uncomfortable, but it's just how the game is played. But yeah, whatever. Uh, I know I definitely would have to do that because if it were a scenario where they just had to pitch it backwards between their legs and you're counting on me to catch it, it's it's probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. Can I like squat? So what Robin is saying is like, would you just like <laughs> squat, put your face basically in the guy's ass, like ready to just be like, give me the ball right here. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, I'm already just get so as close as you can. <laughs> yeah, just really get up in there and just to make sure there's just a, a smaller margin of error, you know. But again, that's I'm not playing football because that's why. So the quarterback will 
when you when you hear him say um, what is sometimes referred to as an audible, it, which means it's just a play that they can hear. So maybe they came up with an idea of what they could do before, but then they get ready to go. Um, from the time that they all line up, they have 20 seconds to make this happen. Let me double check that I've got that correctly. You know what, Sarah, you're listening to this later. Just X that out because as looking that up, that's way more complicated than I thought it was. <laughs> that's okay. You so, couldn't cut that whole segment. I was eating an olive. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something, you'll see it down at the bottom where the score is. It's called the play clock. And they have to hike the ball before that play clock runs down or they just forfeit uh, and get a penalty and they get pushed back five yards. So the quarterback has to actively make those decisions in that amount of time that they have, which is like, think about it. That's incredibly stressful uh, to actually. I just got stressed out. I know. (laughs) (laughs) There's a clock. And also the quarterback is seeing that clock. There's one on either side of the field that they can see. So it's literally like a countdown clock in your face along with all of your players. And then everyone, and then the, de- the defensive players, and then there's a countdown that's actively happening for you to make a decision of what happens next. But that's not the same clock as like the clock that's referencing the whole game, right? Correct. Correct. So you'll see another little clock next to the big clock. The little clock is the play clock. That's how much time they have to get rid of the ball or make a play or hike it. That's that's a lot of clocks to keep Isn't in that, mind. You know, it's a lot, a whole it's lot a of lot. clocks to be reading at once, if you ask it's me. A lot. So there's these really tense moments you'll probably see in the Super Bowl where um that clock is running down and it starts to go red at about five seconds the any broadcasting network will turn it to red. So you're kind of looking at it like, okay, let's go. Let's make something happen. Let's go. And maybe it's the quarterback uh, yelling again, that audible to say, watch for 74, watch for 22. And like trying to get the guys to know who is on the defense that they need to have their eye on. They could also be saying, scratch the last play. Forget what I said. Forget what I told you 10 seconds ago. We're doing this play now. And everyone has to have a readjustment mentally to say, screw that. Forget it. We're switching it on a dime. We're doing this now. But what if everyone doesn't agree? I, you don't get a choice in the matter. It's very, it, that is very military. Oh, I don't like that. So... <laughs> So, so is the woman the, with the military husband goes, mm, right. There's, oh, there's a reason he's, <laughs> he's the military person. Honestly, yeah. like once a week, I think back to this internet meme I saw one time that was like, I couldn't be in the military because what if they made me run when my tummy hurt and that's me. <laughs> I would just die. I, so, so is the quarterback, since he has to make these sort of snap decisions, is he typically like the captain? Do they have captains in the NFL? I know that's kind of off topic from the outline, but I'm just No, curious. they do. So the NFL captain, and I have to look this up again. Yeah, it, it's a designation in team appointed position that designates certain players as leaders on the field. So 
technically any player can be a captain and you get this little um, patch on your jersey that has a C on it and then like a number of stars of like, and I think the stars are how many times you've been captains. Um, They get to do the toy, the the toy toss. Oh my God. The coin toss at any time that that comes up. Uh, Sometimes they get a choice of penalty options. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you can't love that. I would love to have a patch. I know, isn't that? I love it's like, and then you get little stars on it to be like, yeah. so many times I've done, I've done this, and people have trusted me to do to do things. Yes, be trustworthy. See my stars. Um, oh, this is interesting. Okay, some uh, some teams do not use the patch in their jerseys, but still designate captains. I would want a patch. Oh, how would you? I would want a patch. I would be mad if other people got a patch and stars and I didn't get a patch and stars. Also, if if you can't tell by now, Robin and I were uh, the nerds in school who were really excited to be hall monitors simply because we got a badge of authority. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> and that sweet safety belt, girl. The first thing I thought about when you said like a patch and then stars for how many yeah. times you got to be captain, I'm like, oh my God, I would love one of those for how many times I got to be first chair. In band, you know what I mean. Oh my God! Right? Wait, I now mm, I, I want like little ribbons on the end of my flute now. Just right, tied just around the rim of, of my tuba. Yeah, to be like, this is how many times I was better than you. Oh my God! Okay, so we'll get into this on a whole separate day because apparently you can also have defensive captains, offensive captains, special teams captains, and all of that. Oh, my insanity! God. Okay. Well, you know. I'm um, goodbye. Oh, fun fact. Uh, my friend um, that I grew up with, um, family friend, is the special teams captain of the Seahawks. Okay. Hi, Sarah's family friend. Congratulations. Hi, Bal- hi, Balor family. But coming back, the quarterback isn't always the captain. Um, but when it comes to sort of like manning the ship and making things happen, on the offense, they're the go-to guy. It's not like you're talking to a wide receiver or any other guys to be like, what are we going to do this time? Maybe they'll have some input, but the final decision is up to the quarterback. Very much like RuPaul's Drag Race. I will confer with the judges, but the final decision is up to me alone. Oh, yes. Exactly like RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's. Drag Race. Yes. Ooh, new episode. It's just okay. like Drag Race. <laughs> Yay sports. <laughs> Yay sports. No one's going to want to listen to this. Maybe that, though. Maybe. That clip of Ginger Minj just going, yay sports. We need to get an Instagram account just so I can post that. Uh, God bless Ginger Minj. <laughs> if we're thinking in terms of like where everybody is, so you, everyone pretty much, uh, you have an idea of where the quarterback is. In front of the quarterback is the center. The center is usually an extremely large human being, not just like for a like people in general, but like even for a football player, like a really, really, really big dude. And he is the guy that snaps the ball under his tuchus to the quarterback. Through the so, gooch. Yeah, through the gooch. And he's the guy that has to ensure that two things happen. The quarterback actually gets the ball and that the defense does not get to the quarterback. So he snaps it and instantly puts his hands up to block 
to make sure nobody happens, nothing happens to the quarterback. So you're doing two things very quickly simultaneously. So I'm imagining the center being effectively like my favorite D and D character, which is a turtle. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Her. Exactly. Yeah. Like somewhere between a turtle and a ogre, like or half ogre, somewhere in there. All these guys are so big in general, right? Comparatively yeah. to us normal folks. I yeah. never understand how they are as fast as they are. I it is frightening. Either. It is really like a human body shouldn't be able to move like that, but somehow it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not frightening in a bad way. Like, it's so It's cool. jarring. It's very jarring because I always try to put it in like a context for me of like, what if I saw someone that size moving that quickly towards me? Yeah, I, I would get. I it. would probably just like get flat, you know. <laughs> Spider tactics. Yeah, get, get flat, flat, get flat, hidden. Get flat, get flat, get flat, get flat, get out of the way. You know, <laughs> go between the legs. That's my best option. <laughs> Wait, okay. Would that make just, a good just, center? Could you impulsively get a get a tiny person, right, like a little goblin sized gal? They'd be disarmed I, by it because I think, small. <laughs> I think if anything, that would work better on the on the defense side. Because imagine if you had someone really little that was out of eyeline of all of these like six foot something guys and just kind of wove in between everybody like hobbits. In yes. Only children to your eyes. <laughs> Only children to your eyes. And weaving in and out. And then all of a sudden, quarterback's like, where the fuck the ball go? I think it's worth exploring. I really do. I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll make some yeah, calls. Yeah, do, do that. Let's call <laughs> call the footballmans and tell them that we have got an idea. And I can be the pilot, right? I'll be like, let me just show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we'll just wrap you up in a lot of bubble wrap. And... <laughs> send you out there and it should be great i think it would work i really do i think it, i think it'd be, uh, yeah i think it'd be worth uh, worth trying out we'll we'll put we'll pitch a poll at the super bowl party and see what what other because there there might there might be things that w i know this sounds crazy robin but there might be things that we're not considering that could no go way. wrong in that scenario <laughs> Are you saying that there are things that you and I won't even think of about football on this podcast? This here podcast where you learn me about the football? You crazy. Yeah, I mean, I have multiple friends that lose me in a store because I'm below their eyeline. So I, I think it could be possible. It could work. It could work. We so should do a segment where we look up the shortest players in the NFL. We should. Oh, oh, my God, Robin. Wait, we should do, we should play Madden, the football video game. There's and an Monster idea. Factory it and make a very small person and see what yes. they do. That's, see, that's obviously the most scientific way to test this theory. This is going to be a whole nother thing. And we're going to make that, I'm very excited <laughs> about that, actually. I'm going to make sure that that happens. Okay, that's in the future. Put a pin in it, future selves. I'm already very pumped about that. Okay. So you have the center. Then to, he's not, so the center is not the only guy that is defending the quarterback. That would be insane 
if there's only one person defending the quarterback. So there are two other guys. There is the right guard and the left guard, of course, obviously to the right and to the left of the center. They also protect the quarterback. Yeah. So according to Rookie Road, the guard is a football position that plays on the offensive line of the offense. That's another phrase is the offensive line is generally um, most of the guys that are in front of the quarterback is the offensive line. Uh, And so anytime you hear someone maybe during the Super Bowl or any game, say the offensive line or the OL, that's what they're referring to. Uh, Two guard positions, there's left and right. Guard positions are on either side of the center. Um, So that's going to be like your your Legolas and your Aragorn? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of taking them out. Guards task, uh, the guards task is to protect the quarterback and running back from being tackled and block the oncoming defenders. So again, very, very large dudes, massive, massive dudes. And just wanting to protect anything and everybody that's happening behind them. And okay. So then to the left and to the right of the guards, the left and right guards are the offensive tackles. Their job is also essentially to block. I'm not going to get like too deep into this because there are some differences of what the left tackle and right tackle and right guard and left guard do, like what their responsibilities are. Um, Essentially, they're just on the outside areas um, and they can move further away from the quarterback, say, if someone takes the ball and runs with it, it's the tackle's job to continue to move and block for that person, for that player. Whereas the guards pretty much stay put in that pocket, in that area. But we have the center, the offensive tackles, and the right and left guard. It is their job to push the defense away. They want to protect the quarterback or maybe a running back as much as possible. Do those people ever get the ball? Like once the, once the ball is, I understand that the quarterback has it until a move is made, but like once the ball is in, do you call it being in play at that point? You know what? That's a good question. And this is going to be another area where I am proving that Sarah does not know everything about football. Um, there's something that you can do before the play starts where you can where you declare yourself an eligible receiver. You do this thing where it looks like you're wiping like crumbs off the front of your shirt. Like <laughs> you have to do it dance. like Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, it's so awkward to watch cuz you have to like turn towards one of the referees um and basically like make that signal and like do that wipe the crumbs off the front of your shirt. And then that declares you as an eligible receiver, meaning that you can receive the ball. This makes me think by process of elimination, this makes me believe that those guys that we just talked about are not eligible receivers, quote unquote. So if they want to receive the ball, then it's a penalty and you have to back them up or restart the down or something like that. So let's talk about the people who actually get the ball, like who can actually majority of the time, take the ball, catch the ball, make a play happen. You have uh, a running back uh, who 
usually stands next to the quarterback. And after the quarterback is snap the ball, hike the ball, we'll just hand it off to the running back to run through that line and get as far down the field as they possibly can. These guys are usually like just stocky tree built dudes, like, like a tank, just ready to barrel through an entire line of extremely large men. They're generally looking for like little pockets to kind of like dodge in and out of their skills for what's called breaking ankles is insane to be able to pivot on a dime and just turn your body in an opposite direction that looks like you just hit like the B key on your video game. And it's like, all of a sudden they're over there. Listen, that took a hard turn for me right there. Um, I understand that that is figurative speech, but as a woman with genetically frail ankles who has destroyed (laughs) both of them, I don't think I'd get that position. No, I don't think I possess that skill. Yeah, yeah. So it's like an ankle breaker. An ankle breaker is someone that when you have another guy that's running at you trying to tackle you, you juke him. And like, meaning, yeah, you fake him out so well that you broke the other guy's ankles trying to get you. See, and it would work on me every time. So I'm imagining this position is a lot like, well, no, I'm probably wrong. But again, this is where I learned football. Um, The part in Disney's Robin Hood, the animated version, where Lady Cluck is running down the field with the ball and everyone is like trying to tackle her, but she's this big old chicken. That's what actually I'm yes, actually yes. That's extremely accurate. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, evolved from that, you also have another position that's called a tight end. I know. Take your time to to do the laughs. Uh, <laughs> I love that term. I want that had better be what they call me. If they call me anything other than that, I'm getting upset, and I'm going home. <laughs> because the opposite of that home. is a loose end. No, so how, gross. <laughs> that sounds like a medical thing. I think it is. You know what I mean? Or that like, sounds like what you don't want. Yeah, you're or yeah, no. <laughs> so you have a tight end that can do a little bit of everything. Um, they can take the ball and run with it. They can get a short pass thrown to them and then run with it. They can get a longer pass thrown to them and then run with it. They're kind of like the Swiss army knife of players. It sounds like the most fun to me. It is really fun. And these guys are usually very tall. Rob Gronkowski Ah. is one of them and just a very, very tall, large human being. Rob Gronkowski. You can also just type in Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Precious. If you type in and Google just Gronk, G-R-O-N-K. Oh, that is a Tallman. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he? Look at that. Wow. Very so large. He, does he go, he goes by the Gronk? Goes by Gronk. Does he just sound gronk. like Kronk? Because he looks like he would sound like Kronk <gasps> from Emperor. He Emperor. does not. And when I was first introduced to him years ago, I was very upset that that was not the case. Yeah. What does he actually yeah. sound like? Me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a 
too, it's not too far off. Uh, he has a higher six, voice six, for someone tall. that you think would be this big. He's right. Like, how big? Um, six, six is, is pretty tall. Six, six. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's up there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just wild. Just wild. That's a whole so. foot and four inches taller than me. <laughs> it's like half a person. It's like a third I would of a person. Reach this man's navel. So that's a that's a tight end. Usually a very like not like the biggest dude, but just muscly and tall. That's kind of in the middle. Yeah. As far as football yeah, exactly. players go. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely amongst the tallest, but not the heaviest, but heavier. Um, where running backs are usually a little bit shorter, but bigger, stockier, tree trunk, tank kind of men. And then, and then you have wide receivers, which are sprint bodies because their job, they're usually at the very, very ends of the field. And their job is just to run as fast as they fucking can down the field as far as they usually as far as they can, but definitely as fast as you can to beat the defense so they get off your ass so you can catch the ball if it's thrown to you by the quarterback. So the wide receivers. Yes. Go flying down the field to get ready to receive it wide. Correct. Yep. Just is they they are tiny stick men Mm -hmm. with long legs that can run incredibly fast. So sprinter built men, not to say that they don't have muscles, but not as many. Oh, muscles. sure. Right, 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 right. I mean, so if you let's yeah. establish a baseline here. All of these men are very muscular. All of them as, have muscles. As far as the muscles go. Yes. Um, yes. But the, they're not necessarily built like a brick shithouse. So to speak. Exactly. They are meant yeah. to speed. Speed. So Ooh, that sounds you see tough. someone run all the way down. Well, it's like the one that you're probably, of course, all of them are extremely physically exerting. But just imagine sprinting. 40, 50 yards every play for however long your drive down the field lasts. I can't tell you the last time I sprinted anywhere. I have asthma. Yeah. I would get five yards and just walk off the field. Five. And then I just got like, winded today walking <laughs> like a block. It's like, no. Because everybody no. else is walking like really fast for some reason. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then that, and then you have to catch a ball that's going at you at like a billion miles an hour that does not, not hurt to grab. You know, and for me, like the dread, oh, like, okay, let's say I sprint down the field the one time, right? I sprint down the field the one time, but then I see this rock hurtling at me because let's just establish that footballs are not soft. I've been beamed in the head a couple times and I understand that they have pads and gear. I get that. And I also understand that they're not a big old bunch of weenies like I am. But the fact of the matter remains is that they hurt. And then the dread of like, okay, well, I just ran all the way down the field that one time. Now I have to do it again and again and again. So then on the other side, you have the defense. These are the guys that are saying, no, don't do that. And there's a stop. Stop it. Stop. No more. Stop it. Don't. Why? Why you do that? Stop. (laughs) Can you not? That would be me as a defense. (laughs) 
What if y'all so, didn't? What if you just quit so doing effective. this? Yeah. <laughs> I just stand just out there and get don't. real sassy. What if you <laughs> said no? I will not. Okay, so defense. Yeah. So defense, thinking of it in terms of like where everybody is, um, you have in front of the center, right in front of the guy who's got the ball in his hands ready to snap it to the quarterback, you have someone called a nose tackle. I know. I don't know where they came up with these. I don't know where they came up with these. So... And according to Rookie Road, the nose tackles often called the anchor of the defense as they are the first line of defense in the defensive line. So they're smack dab in the middle. Uh, he smack dab in the middle of the defensive line. Um, oh, fun. OK, he's called the nose tackle because he is often nose to nose with the nose of the football. Oh, oh, not the other player. I thought they were I thought say. the other player, too, for I thought it was going to go to that. But it was like the, the nose of the football. I was like, that's oh, it makes cute. me, I know, I, I got the visualization of them doing like Eskimo kisses through their helmets. Yeah, doing their little nosies together. That would be precious. What if we <laughs> gave each other butterfly kisses instead of snapping this ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything with me explaining it is going to turn into them somehow making out, so. <laughs> uh, so even though this guy is right there in front of the center and the quarterback, he rarely gets sacks he he's oh. basically just trying to push the center further back um uh, sometimes you'll to, see it where they push them so far back that the center runs into their own quarterback if the quarterback okay so they're trying to like attention. squinch him up on the that's a technical term right there they're trying to squinch him up on the quarterback yeah yeah just so that he doesn't push him back yes um, mm. but so okay so when you say that that they don't get sacks do you mean they're not the ones doing the sacking or getting sacked because they wouldn't get sacked if they're defense no right? only the quarterback can get sacked for gotcha. the technical terms yes um, so they're not also- the ones doing the sacking Correct. Rarely are they doing the sacking. However, if a running back all of a sudden comes up next to him, he's going to grab him out and try to take him down. He's going to try to tackle a running back. That That sounds like a running back comes within his space. Yes, it is. It's like, oh, you got nowhere. You, if if the if the nose tackle takes you down, you basically got nowhere because it's very wow. rare for that nose tackle to move from that original position where he started. So if you get, get a running around back, the center, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. if if, if you, yeah. This is all really starting to make a lot of sense. So then to the left and to the right of the nose tackle is our, we have two defensive tackles um, and they are basically doing the same thing. They're trying to counter the offensive guards. Um, and you'll just see that that whole little pocket right there in the very middle is just a bunch of guys putting their arms straight out, trying to st- push each other <laughs> it's oh, okay. very close combat it's very touchy there's not a lot of wiggle room in between it's usually just big 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 guys just putting hands on each other i have noticed that and so question to that sometimes because my understanding was that they're not supposed to grab each other like grab Correct. a hold of each other but yes sometimes that would be they considered seem- a hold but sometimes they seem grabby. 
And it doesn't get called. So the way that it goes, and we'll have a whole nother day talking about penalties. The way that it goes is that you can like grab their jersey to get a little bit more of a grippy grip. Mm. But if they are pushing to your left or to your right and say the guy is about to move to your left side or your right side, like you couldn't put your arms out and stop him from bending and getting around you. If you then take your arm and hook it around him or you pull his jersey from the back, that's a holding call. You cannot do that. So you can get a grippy grip on the jersey as long as he's in front of you. As long as it's from the front? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's basically so in any other case, you're not pulling them. That's what you can't okay. do. You can hold okay, them, but you can't holding them. pull them. I see. Yes. So you can't grip them and then pull them down. That would be a penalty. You can't grip them and push them to the side. That would be a penalty. It's just a way to get a grip on them. But if they start to move to the left or to the right and you don't counter that and they get outside of your grip and the referee sees you then pulling them, mm. that's a penalty. That's a holding call. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So that's why they're, they're doing grippy grips. But a lot of just, like I said, in the middle, it's just a lot of dudes with hands on each other. Mm. That, that sounds wonderful. I know. So for, I was going to say for a certain group of our audience, boom, that's why you should watch. What if you just gripped them and then made out with them as a hmm. defensive mechanism. I haven't seen that happen yet, Give but it that's time. another thing that we can do and try in the video game. Yeah. Let's try that in Madden. <laughs> I'm sure there's a mod. There's a weird mod out there for the Tina Belcher types. So we have the guy, the nose tackle in the middle, and then the guys on the outside of the defensive tackle, their job is to sack the quarterback. One of the players that's going to be upcoming in the Super Bowl, his name is Aaron Donald. Go ahead and Google him real quick. That's like two first names. Yes. Yay to two first names. Okay. Um, Aaron Donald. Oh. Do you see the big, muscles? That is a big dude, Sarah. He's a very large He's only 6'1". He's 6'1", but he is a beast. This man is ridiculous. 280 pounds. 284 pounds, and he can run fast. Like, that. He's literally, he's literally like Bigsby in real life. For those who don't know, Bigsby is my favorite D&D character that I have. My character, personally, not yours. Um... This he man is, is massive. A, yeah, he is a defensive tackle. Good gravy. Yeah, he leads. He's he's led the league in number of sacks previously. Oh um, my god! I don't want to get sacked by him. Can you imagine? No, that's the thing. That's like one of the scariest things to think about. Is like if this man is running at you. Are the other people alive? No. No. <laughs> Like, did they somehow magically? We will say that, like, if Aaron Ronald sacks the quarterback or something, it will just be like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. This man is huge. Oh, his wife is so pretty. Really? Oh, I don't even see it. Yeah. I love how, like, you can tell my typical Google searches because the very next thing that was suggested for me was Aaron Donald's wife. Oh, really? Naturally, I was like, bingo. (laughs) 
show me the wife, <laughs> show me the babies. I want to see all of it. I want to see this happy family. Oh, and they just... are super oh, adorable. Oh my god. And she's really pretty. So then on moving another player out on that line um, is a position called the defensive end. So they line up opposite of the left and right tackles on the offensive side. Again, visual for a audio only medium explaining this might want to have um, the rookie road open to see where all yeah, these I'm players are this and everything. They have. Yeah, it, it, it makes so much more sense. That's pretty awesome. Like, I want to laminate this to take with me if mm-hmm. I could. <laughs> yeah. I know, we have, I know we have cell phones, but I don't want to use that. I <laughs> want to make a card and laminate it and stick it in my front pocket. <laughs> I want to, like, pull this out the next time I go to the bar with Sarah. And like I'm surrounded teacher. by... F- by football fans and I have a little key ring of football cards <laughs> that I pull out so I can understand what's going on. No, really this diagram is super helpful because a lot helpful. of people explain, I, like this has been explained to me before, right? But when you're just yeah. trying to picture it in your head, it's difficult, especially because, well, for one, I didn't realize there are this many different positions and players, but, um, you know, when you're already like spinning with all the names for the offensive guys and then now you got to know the defensive and you know props to you if you can do that in your head oh my god yeah it's like don't get me wrong i'm still using this as a guide like i forget i'm like where do they go what do they do how do they do that like there's a lot happening so do you want to feel like a card too yes i'd like one please make me one (laughs) (laughs) tucking goes so, okay, as described, on run plays, the defensive end moves forward enough to ensure that the play does not get outside of them. So oh. they basically want to keep the play that the offense is doing. They want to keep the ball contained at that line. Like, must protect this house. Keep the line strong. That um, sounds difficult. Yeah I, like I, yeah. I say that about literally every position, but that I know, it's like, like, all of this is very cool. hard. All of this is very difficult. Um, they are tasked with keeping the play inside where there is more defensive help. If it is a pass play, they must try to get pass blockers fast enough to sack the quarterback. The more pressure they are able to put on the quarterback, the easier the job for the defensive secondary will have. Okay. So that's a lot of words. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I immediately was lost. Sorry. Yeah. So if the ball is being run, so if the if the quarterback hands the ball off to a running back and it's run, they're just going to try to do the best that they can to make sure that the ball doesn't get past the line where they started. But if the ball is thrown meaning that when the quarterback, he gets the ball and he's backing up a couple feet and he's like trying to figure out where to throw it to and who to throw it to, the defensive ends will try to put pressure, what's called pressure on the quarterback by getting in closer and closer and closer and hopefully getting to sack the quarterback. So the their, their main goal is to sack the quarterback or just have to put pressure on him and psych him out where he'll have to just throw it away and get what's called like, just throw it away, get rid of the ball, throw it out of bounds and you lose it down with no And as a quarterback, whatsoever. you don't want to do that, right? No, no. Generally, uh, the ball should not go out of bounds. Oh, I just meant if throwing you, it away. Like as a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. don't want to throw it away. You don't want to throw okay. the ball away. Okay. Robin, so the next one that I want to talk about is the corner 
quarterback. Okay. Is it like corner of a room? We have quarterback, yeah. which is like a, a Q. Q. Quarterback with a Q. And then cornerback. Cornerback. Look at look at the um the little graphic that they have. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so accurate. That's like me. That's me. That's me playing say, football. That's what that, that is. It's like me and you playing football. <laughs> where I've got the smile and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And you're just like, what the fuck is that? And staring at the ball, not knowing entirely I'm, what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, just shrieking in terror and my tummy hurts. <laughs> Probably like have a dull migraine coming on. <laughs> it's this graphic. It's not, the it's graphic not, it's really not anywhere me. else. This is the no. only one. We've gone through all of the positions so far on Rookie Road, and this is the first time that like a weird little graphic shows up. <laughs> it's I love this graphic. I I love that it's like an action shot. You know, you got the ball coming in there. Oh man. It's we great. might need to license this for our um our cover, our cover art. Yeah. Okay, so th- this crazy dude, this crazy dude, um, cornerback guards against the offensive team, in particular, any player that may catch the football on the offense, such as wide receivers, tight ends, or running backs. So their job is they see someone running down the field ready to catch the ball. The cornerback is supposed to get in the way of that, whether they smack it away out of its trajectory or just cover the offensive players so well that they make a goof um they're just like supposed to be up on them this is like the closest thing that i can think of to like basketball where you have the guys just like right up super close to each other smacking, i know the ones trying you're to... talking about yeah yeah i don't know what they're called i like how i thought i did I for a second i put a lot of blind confidence in myself i know i know but there's point a guard. lot of Point guard. Is it a point guard. Yes. So a lot of like super close contact. Shadow sports. To <laughs> and but going very fast. And so Sarah, okay, maybe the maybe this question won't make sense. But so these guys, like the corner guard, right? He's doing all this while he's trying to cover a certain amount of ground, or is it just relative to where the ball is at? Relative to where the players are at. So he's basically just trying to shadow uh, the player. So there's two different ways that you can kind of, you can kind of approach it. You have something called man-to-man coverage, which is where you become one of the player's shadows. You are their new best friend and you will bond it at the hip, trying to be up white on race. Yeah. On him at all times. Yes. And then you have something called zone coverage where you just kind of like try to read where the ball is going and then hope that you can figure that out fast enough and get to the player that the ball is going to before the ball does. See, so I you're kind of hanging. Think I might be good at that. Yeah. 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 You kind of hang and Aside back. from like actually doing it. I, I think in theory, I feel like I'd be good at that. <laughs> you kind of hang back a little bit and you're sort of like, side-eyeing being like where's it going where's it gonna go yeah watching everything like you gotta get so i imagine that takes a lot of reading reading people very quickly right yes yeah you're watching the quarterback and the players around you simultaneously trying to figure it out it takes a lot of multitasking brain multitasking it is fun 
So now that we've talked about all of the defensive line, all the guys who line up actually at the line of scrimmage where the ball is placed, behind them are linebackers. Linebackers are the Swiss army knife of the defensive end. They can do quite a hell of a lot, quite a hell of a lot. Um, Things like that include tackling the ball carrier, um, stopping passes, um, forcing turnovers, which is trying to knock the ball out of somebody's hands or Mm. um, trying to catch the ball from the quarterback for an interception. Uh, But they can also sack the quarterback. So they have a billion and a half things that they can do. Then you have someone that's called a free safety. I don't know why I love that phrase so much. I think that's so funny. Free safety. Free safety. That sounds fun. It really does sound fun. So what are they all about? So they're the furthest back um, in the defense. Um, They are essentially preventing the wide receivers from catching the ball. So once that wide receiver starts to like book it, a free safety will probably tag along with them. Um, again, it might be like a run pass out. It might be one of those things where they're doing a man to man coverage or a zone coverage, but their job is to kind of tag team the wide receivers and make sure the ball doesn't get super far down the field that way. So the free safety is usually on the side with a wide receiver. That's a little bit weaker, like not maybe as seasoned or as experienced They'll usually put a free safety along with like a rookie wide receiver where you have a strong safety is on the other side and usually paired up with a wide receiver that's really good. So someone that has been in the game for a long time, makes a lot of catches, is very good at their job and what they do. So you have the safeties. There's the free safety. It's with usually the guy that's not so great. And then you have the you have the strong safety which is the guy paired up with the wide receiver who's very good. So, so yeah, that's the overall positions. And like I said, we're going to get more um, in-depth into ways that the uh, players might be structured or things that they can do in their different capacities of the game. But hopefully that gives a good kind of understanding and a layout of when we get to the Super Bowl, they're talking about certain players and what they do or – even just saying things like a cornerback and you're like, wait, there's a cornerback and a quarterback. Now we know. Now we know. Right. Now I know what a cornerback is versus what a quarterback is. Yay. I've learned Uh, so much. So by the time that this comes out, the Super Bowl will be here and gone tomorrow. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to try to get this spit out super quick. So uh, Super Bowl is tomorrow. We have the Cincinnati Bengals. Going Yay, against, against the L.A. Rams. Uh, I am, am also voting for the kitties. Um, we've talked about why I don't like the Rams very much. Um, but also the Bengals, it's just cool where it's like they haven't gone in like 30 something years. Their quarterback is from like 100 miles down the road. I mean, it's just like super hometown, small town underdog story. Against yeah. Los Angeles. Come I on, think it's I fantastic. I fucking love that. 
I've definitely seen like a number of videos have come across my like for you pages on Instagram or TikTok um, about the Bengals where it was people being like, oh, you know, my dad always rooted for the Bengals. He passed last year. Now we get to see like a very emotional. I like how I was crying as though I have like any association with football. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love a feel good video. So it was Super heartwarming to me to get to see all these people celebrating, right? Because it is something lovely and it is something to celebrate. Um, And especially for the Bengals. I mean, if it's been like 30 years, then hell yeah, guys, go on, do the damn thing. I talked to one of my students from the Cincinnati area and she's like, oh, the city's already preparing to shut down on Monday. Like I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, there's whole swaths of saying like, nobody's going into work. Schools have canceled for the day after. Like they are just geared the fuck up for it. And I love it so much. I love that so much because LA is not doing that. Of course, LA is bigger and has people that don't really care and all that, but I just love how much Cincinnati gives a fuck about this and how much they really, really care. Yeah. You know, we know that they've got this history, but then on top of that, we have been and are are actively still going through a freaking pandemic. Yeah. So hooray for something good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get yeah. excited. I'm here exactly. for it. Exactly. Lose your mind. I am too. So I'm I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, it'll be a fun game to watch. Both teams are very, very, very good. Both teams have excellent quarterbacks. Um, great players on either side. So it should be a lot of fun to watch. It really yeah, should. I don't know anything about the Rams. Um so no offense to the Rams. Uh, I will probably root for the Bengals. The only reason I could see you, Robin, rooting for um, the Rams is the Rams quarterback, Matthew Noble. Stafford, was a UGA player. He was the quarterback for UGA years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember Stafford. I remember that name. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely heard that in my household a lot. You know, <laughs> pun intended i don't really have a dog in that fight because i didn't get into uga and i'm still bitter about it no i'm just kidding um i just i just never paid attention to college football and as we've established before i tend to root for alabama because of my grandfather you know we'll get into that on a later episode but i do remember everybody loved stafford um so I I will have to ask my mom how she feels about yes. it. Um, and I'm she sure she's probably, very excited to see him go. Yeah. She'll probably think I'm drunk asking her about football. She'll be like, why are you <laughs> asking me this? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to have no idea what's going on. Are you on drugs? Okay, so we have the best and the worst moments of the week. Here are the worst moments of the mm. week. And as I mentioned at the top, oof. Yeah. Oofa doofa. Holy. Yeah, and we talked about this a bit earlier in the week. I, um, I just, I, I know we like to kind of like, you like me to surprise things so we get the first reaction, but I had to text this to you. Um, well, and this I is had so seen big. it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, obviously it was all you over the news. You had not heard about this. It'd be very hard to not hear about this story if you're checking any kind of news or sports news. Um, right. It was on, it was on the nightly news. Like, yeah. And I so, did read a ton in depth about it. I did read some of it. You know, I, I kind of read like the, maybe the bigger facts. There's not even a lot out right now that to read into about it. Um, because the, the full, 
everything hasn't quite been fleshed out yet, but either way. So here's what happened. Brian Flores, the previous head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, is now suing the NFL and the Miami Dolphins for alleged racism. And it, whoo boy, the list that it's this man pretty created, egregious stuff. Ah, like, oh yeah, that, oh, duh, you can't, oh, you can't not look at it and go, yes. I don't think that's, I don't think this would, I think all these, I think you could not look at it and go, all these same things would happen to a white coach. Right. It would not. It would not. Absolutely it would not. not. There's no Absolutely not. fucking way in hell. Um, so, okay, from the ESPN article, Flores alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, parentheses, Sarah parentheses, old white dude, old rich white dude, of and course, Sarah parentheses, uh, attempted to incentivize him to, quote, tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. But Sarah, I'm sorry. Can I ask this really quickly? I know we need to get through like this laundry list of things. What's the incentive to tank? How would that help them? That is a great question. That is a fantastic question. One that I hadn't even like considered people wouldn't know about. Um, To tank your team, you get the first or second or just a really high level draft pick Mm. in the next draft or the coming drafts. So... Like a lot of, um, there's a quarterback out of Alabama to a tug of Iloa. Um, when he was up for the draft, there's this whole hashtag tanking for Tua. So people would think that we were, they were purposefully doing a horrible job so that they would get the first round draft pick and be able to pick up to a tug of Iloa into their team. So this is the cycle of the NFL. And we'll talk about how the draft works and everything when we come up to it. And, um, uh, in the summer, which will be exciting to watch because there's a lot of really great players coming up out of college this year. Um, but some teams will purposefully do bad to get a higher up level of a draft pick. The more teams you, the more games you lose, the higher your draft pick gets to be. This is how they balance out the cycle of football. That just doesn't really seem like balance to me. I, I maybe it's my limited understanding of things. I don't know. I would kind of be mad, like if I if I were the person. But again, I'm sure I just don't fully like grasp it yet. It's basically in a response to seeing things where like the New York Yankees and baseball could just win the World Series over and over and over again because they had a lot of money. Oh, so like how Alabama football wins all the dang time. Exactly. Exactly. So they devised this system to put a cap on how much each team could spend and cycle the draft picks to keep it as balanced as possible. So you don't have this huge weight of the winning team getting the best players every year. Otherwise, they just win forever. Yeah. It's like unless without knowing the history about it, it sounds really unfair, but it's the way to keep things really interesting and not repetitive and boring like other sports have been set up. So they, they devise a system to counter that, to keep it interesting every year. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's because if it were me, I wouldn't. Well, OK, we've all established that I have like a big thing about integrity. 
I wouldn't want to play on a team that uses those tactics. That I uses play the... on a, like that. Oh, that's like yeah, tanking, tanking just purposely? to get a, yeah to get a higher draft. Like I would want to play on a team that's got some dang accountability and, and integrity. Yeah. So. There could be a, uh, honestly, it might be one of those things where some players might look at it and go, look, we're going to really just suck this year. But next year, if we stick around, we're going to be really great because we're going to have some new blood. I guess that's fair. Multifaceted. It's multifaceted. Everyone's got a lot of feelings about it. Trust me, you are not the first one to have feelings on it. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Maybe my feelings Um, will change on the surface. Like just hearing about it now, it feels icky. Yeah, to me, yeah, I'm not a sure. fan of that. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah, on the surface. But what is incredibly icky and actually illegal is a owner telling a coach, "Here's a hundred thousand dollars for every game you lose." That's so, and like a hundred thousand for that. It's not even that much for an NFL. Uh, no, 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 no. For an NFL, like, owner how much to spend is your that? integrity worth to you? It's illegal on multiple, not only illegal within the NFL itself, but there are mm-hmm. potentially federal crimes that would be coming against him if this proves to really? be true. Oh, yeah. Because now with gambling oh, being that. legal. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. Oh, are you creating stinky. a scenario that you could bet towards? No, you can't do that. You can't oh, that's real stinky. That. I I don't do that about that. So federal crimes are now being investigated there as well. Um, when it comes to gambling. Oof. Yay. I just feel like to put my integrity and my reputation on the line that way, you would have to give me at least like in the millions for me to even consider it. Exactly. It'd be like, you know what I mean? Well, that's also another thing of like, Again, the alleged racism, like I'm sure this isn't going to be like in, I don't know how you put this in a lawsuit, but it's like, I'm going to bet that you would have given a white coach 500 more, more to tank yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. this is how much you think I'm worth. You're right. Yeah, like when I'd you're saying it's like my integrity, that. this is how much you think it's worth. He's probably oh, offering yourself. what he perceives he, that man will think is a lot of money. And yeah, on top of like, there's just no face in which it isn't so terribly offensive <laughs> and degrading and insulting. Yeah. Exactly. Would you have even done this to a white coach? Or would you have given the white coach more money? The answer it's is no, grody. Yes. You know, Screen that's out. the best word I can think of is like, it is grody. Grody. This is yeah, just so yeah. nasty to me. He was, okay, so from that article, he was fired, Brian Flores was fired January 10th, despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back winning seasons since yeah. 2003. I read that. It looks like, uh, again, I don't really totally understand it, but it looks like they played great. And then he got fired? Yeah, no. When he got fired, because there's this week in football where pretty much a bunch of coaches get fired. Um, and when he was on the, we all looked at each other and we're just like, I'm so, I'm what? 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 Why? Why? I was so flabbergasted when I read that because having the dolphins kind of been a joke since like, I mean, Ace Ventura, the movie that came out in like the nineties or whatever was making fun of the dolphins. And then this guy comes in and they've got one of their, that's only like one of their best seasons they've ever had, you know, excuse my limited knowledge. And then they fire him. Yeah. So On what grounds, you know, no, exactly. well, that's what everyone's looking at it going like, 
there's no way to not think that this is racist. Like, come on. Come on. Well, come that, on. Like, some of the other things that were cited. Yeah, it just sounds it, like the math ain't mathin'. You know bad. what I mean? It's bad. So then there's this other thing. So he gets fired and then everyone's looking around going like, someone's got to pick this guy. Someone has to pick up Brian Flores because he's a really talented coach. He's been in the game forever. Like someone's going to have to pick him up. So there's this rule in the NFL when it comes to hiring coaches called the Rooney rule. Um, the Rooney's, uh, owned the Steelers back in the day. Um, I think they still do. Um, anyways, they, uh, incentivized to say within their own system at first for every coaching position that comes up, you have to, um, interview at least one black coach. They made that rule on their own. So some of the most like integral best people just stood up against racism. However many fucking years ago and said, no, I don't give a shit. I own this team. You have to hire, you have to at least Give someone of color a fucking chance. So then the NFL as a whole adopted this rule and called it the Rooney rule. Now, yeah, but it's coming like out. The NFL kind of made it racist. Like they adopted they did. it, turned they, it on its head. Yes. This this thing that came out of good intentions, because that was my my knee-jerk reaction when I was reading what you sent me, Sarah, is I was like, what's this fucking Rooney rule? And I started reading the rule and I was like, this sounds racist. And so then I like Googled it, you know, to understand where it came from. And yeah, it's, it, it absolutely seems like that. It seems like they were standing up for what's right. And then this, this thing that they put in place has somehow been like co-opted, turned on its head. And they're like, oh, well, we got to interview one minority person. Exactly. You can't, what the one thing that they goofed up at the Rooney role is that they forgot that not everyone has the same anti-racist integrity that the Roonies did. Which Ugh. sucks. Which fucking sucks. It so super sucks. That's exactly what it's turned into, unfortunately. And a lot of black coaches have been coming forward saying, like, they were just, like, from the article, um, people like the Giants and the Broncos conducted a quote-unquote sham interview just to comply with the Rooney rule. He says that, um, and of course, this is all allegations, but here, here's the thing. If you're going to come out and say these things, Mm -hmm. you're not going to like it would it would really it would really be a lot to lie about it, to put your entire career on this thin of ice, to put your entire career on the line to lie about these things of what happened during interviews. That it's a would huge be insane. lie. Yeah, it's a huge lie because also if you were just the type of person to conduct yourself in that way, then why wouldn't he have just taken the payout? Do exactly, you know I mean? exactly. And so, also it's it's 2022. Yeah. We know enough. We know enough yeah. about how our yeah. society works, has worked, was built, is currently built. Like we have had so many conversations since 2019. Alone. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you're fooling? Do you know what I mean? I right, just, exactly. I, my gut is to believe this man. 100%. And it seems like he's done his due diligence too of making sure yeah. to document. This was not a willy nilly lawsuit. No. The law, the lawsuit, if you want to look up the, if you want to look up the, um, 
the actual suit itself, it's a 58 page lawsuit, class action. I looked it so, up and got too mad so fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So allegedly John Elway, the owner, uh, the general manager of the Denver Broncos, um, showed up an hour late hungover. Uh, Which for is the so tacky. And I know we talked, we said this already, but that makes me so mad because yeah. you and I, we would get fired for so much less. 100%. So much less. Yes. Where's the accountability? Where's the professionalism? And this is coming from the know. same, i uh, sorry. I don't want to get on a soapbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what y- I mean? Y'all can, Robert and I could spend the rest of the night talking about this, but y'all can go and look up the suit, come to your own conclusions, but the whole thing is going to rip a giant asshole in the NFL, the owners and how they run their shit. Um, best moments. Um, the last night was the NFL honors awards, which is basically their own, um, award ceremony, which is always, it's always fun and cool to watch. If you're an NFL fan, um, they had a really great moment for, um, LGBTQ plus representation, um, talking about the Trevor project, bringing people from the community physically there on stage, um, talking about their experiences being out, um, and playing football, even players that have been there in the past, um, mainly um, because it's the first year where we have an out player, um, Carl Nassib, who, um, yeah, the first out player in the NFL, which is that's fantastic, insane to think about, and is really cool to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. gosh, it, as long as you and I have been, <laughs> as long as you and I have been knowing about football, um, never have have. We had that. Um, I obviously think it's wonderful. Obviously, everybody in our LGBTQ plus community, we love and support you. But really, just I think it's fantastic that we're getting that we're starting to get to a point, you know, um, where we can see players like this being open in sports like this because we are all multifaceted humans. We all contain multitudes and I think that we should just be able to embrace and be who we are. So I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. And then having it in a way where it's not like they're out, but the NFL is pretending like they don't exist. Like it was very, it was very forefront and whether or not people can get into the argument of it was, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Performative. It's like allyship. Yeah, perform- mm. performative allyship, a- pandering, that type of thing. Whatever. I'm just happy to see it in any form sure. that it comes in. I don't care. It's a huge, huge, huge step. Yeah. And I, I do understand people's reservations about performative allyship, right? Because it, it, in a lot of ways, um, if we are, as someone who is is, is not in that community, um, as you know, a straight white lady, It's something that we need to confront, right? Because if we are performative as allies, we're not truly being allies. Um, And and while I understand those concerns, uh, gosh, what's the best way for me to say this? I feel like it's kind of not my business to have an opinion on. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not in that community. So I can't say what is and isn't pandering. You know, I mean, mean, if you're like blatantly being a dipshit, um, you know, nobody needs that. Don't talk down to people. Don't be othering about it, but I, I'm sure that people have well-formed arguments and valid concerns. Um, but for me, where I'm at, I 
think it's wonderful and wholly support it. I hope that this will make an opening for other players because I'm sure there's already other players who just maybe aren't out. Um, you know, I hope this will make them more comfortable and I hope it will empower others to, to go for it because I'm sure there's probably been people that didn't feel comfortable trying out, um, based on things like that. And that sucks. You know, we should all be able to go for what we want to go for. Yeah. Like as a queer person myself and being an NFL fan for so long, I, I really enjoyed seeing it. I, I got really emotional watching it. Uh, Those two parts of, of my life and my existence, um, meeting and being fully represented and then seeing an entire audience full of people cheer for it as well was really great to see. So it's that support that also means a lot. So whether it was performative or whether it was just for whatever, um, it was nice to see. I, I, I enjoyed it, but, um, then there was also um, a big thing that happens every year is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, this is regarded probably to be the highest honor that any NFL player can achieve. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with actual like playing of football. This goes to whomever has done the best and the most outreach in their community. So whether it's through their nonprofit or working with them or something like this goes to the person who just cares the most. Um, If you get this, you get a patch um, of Walter Payton and a cape. um, And it's like in kind of this bronze thread and you get it on your jersey. Um, It's basically it's basically a bunch of people saying you're a really, really, really good person. (laughs) Ooh. Which I think everyone, I know, doesn't that feel good? Like, I would one. love one of those. I know. I know you're not supposed to do it for awards, but. I know, I know, but, it, oh man. So, um, Andrew Whitworth won it this year and, um, he had something that was just so cool. Um, when he got, uh, his award, when he was making his speech and I'm just going to play it real quick so y'all can hear it. I've had so many amazing experiences serving in the community. Watching that video just really brought tears to my eyes and, and it warmed my heart just watching people smile, watching kids just enjoy life and remembering what that was like. Going on school visits, providing STEM labs, hospital visits, programs for military, or just going to local food banks and helping out with homeless shelters, all those have been amazing. But one experience brought it all together for me this year, and it happened to me on a football field. In our game against the Detroit Lions, I had a young player from the Lions run up to me as soon as the final horn went off. And I saw him sprinting over and I didn't know what was going on. Like we'd known each other forever. I couldn't place it. It made me so nervous. Had I actually played long enough that like a coach's son or player's son is playing against me? He stopped that, he said, hey man, you're not gonna remember me. I'm Derek Barnes. You spent time with me when you were a young player in Cincinnati at the Boys and Girls Club, and it meant the world to me. You used to sit with me and talk to me about life, and I was just a little kid. I want you to know how much it meant to me. I said, man. He goes, you know what? The main thing I want to say with, I made it. I made it to the NFL, big wit. 
Wow. I'm sorry. Isn't that shit got me crying? It had me cry the first time I saw it too when I was watching. Oh my last gosh! Night. And they, you couldn't see it, but I'll send you the like. <sighs> they cut to, they cut to Barnes, and he's just like watching him as he gets the award. Like, is that not just amazing? I was like totally unaffected until like that very last part, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I know. That's so I know. fantastic. Ugh, man, I mean, you like, know, like for all the misgivings, because let's be frank, uh, oh, football yeah. does have a lot of misgivings and professional sports as a whole, right? They've got some issues, but at the same time, it, little kids dream about this stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think it's fantastic. I mean, how, how do you not have your heart warmed by something yeah. like that? Again, Having those two got, men sit people, in the same room together. Yeah. 10 years and later. Coming yeah. from different backgrounds, uh, mm-hmm. different socioeconomic statuses, different mm-hmm. privileges, all these different factors, but also just all of that aside, think about how much it takes to get to play football at, at that level, right? It's the grind. You got to eat, sleep, and breathe it. You really do. It's like any professional sport. And I just, it's so lovely. I think that's phenomenal. I, uh, congratulations to him. I think it's absolutely wonderful that he got that award. Um, he sounds like a very kind hearted individual. Sounds like yeah. he really cares about the work that he's doing. And, uh, you know, that's pretty refreshing in days like these. Mm-hmm. He's also, um, another fun fact about Andrew Whitworth. He's also, I think he's the, oh no, he might not be the oldest player in the NFL right now. Um, oh really? He's in his forties. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and you'll see. I don't know if you uh, saw the face I just made. I wasn't I voluntary. I love that we're like they're so. Uh, and they're in their forties. I mean, 40. it's the same with soccer, right? Like, well, forty in football is like you're a grandpa. Eighty in regular people, like that's insane. Um, it's gonna be. He's gonna be um, an interesting one to watch at the Super Bowl because he's on the Rams, but as you mentioned, being at Cincinnati. He used to play for the Bengals. So this man has a lot going on in his head. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have some big emotions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I feel like you it'll probably be... have big emotions after being in an environment where they tell you that 40 is practically ancient. Yeah, 40 is practically ancient. You just won You're the Best Person Award. Um and then you're going up against your old team on your new your team trying team, to win yeah. the Super Bowl. That yeah, That's he's going to have a lot. That's going a lot on to unpack. There. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a lot yeah. to unpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations so, to him. Right, right. Just good. Hell yeah! Congrats, Andrew, and all of the work that you've done this year. Um, too cool. Too freaking cool. Not that he's listening, but if he does, it'd be pretty sweet. You never uh, know. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, you um, have the approval of us. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. I know uh, it's very important. So yeah, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the, the Super arrival Owl. of the Superb Owl. Um, Go, kids! If you're wondering what we're referencing in that, there's a Reddit thread, uh, our Superb Owl, that someone started simply just to 
I don't know. Make it hilarious for every year when everyone shows up and is like, well, it's what we do in the shadows, like, right? So I'm pretty sure that what we do in the shadows got it from the Reddit thread. Oh. From the subreddit. Yeah. So from the subreddit, our superb owl has been around for the longest time. And every year, everyone shows up and goes, let's talk about the Super Bowl. And then we're all like, no, we're here to talk about owls. This is for the superb the superb owl. So yes, there's the, what we do in the shadows, but I think the subreddit has better out for a really, really, really long time. I can um, see it being an easy type of like an autocorrect. It's great. It's fantastic. I still, I'm still on that subreddit and love to see all of the superb owls. Um, but this is the one time in my life that these two things cross over and can get confusing. If you're going to go on Reddit and talk about the Super Bowl, that's our NFL. That's the subreddit, just our NFL. There is no Super Bowl subreddit. It's there only is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, which I still recommend subscribing to. So enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, you'll know what you're watching. Yeah, probably Bagels more than some Rams. people too. Yes, you'll know what I, you're watching. It's kind be of the first year I have any idea what's going on remotely. And, and that's saying and Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, I. They I'm refuse ready. to let us l- know anything about they have kept everything on lock as to like what's going any highlights or things that we can expect or what to look for. no 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 all of it has been unlocked all of it is surprised so we will know we will know on sunday i'm Yay! so i'm so excited yeah super bowl super day bowl. and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about everything that happened including the super bowl halftime show all the shit that's coming up next because even though there isn't it's called the off season. Things still happen during the off season. Football is a continuously going thing. And then our goal is to get you so ready for football that the, by the time the next season starts, you will know maybe more than I do, which would be very exciting. Wouldn't that feel be accomplished. a turn of the day? That would be tides. amazing. <laughs> oh, how wouldn't, the wouldn't that turn tables <laughs> turn? <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get there. I truly don't. No, um, no, no, no. That's okay. But honestly, it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm jazzed. You know, Yay. even though earlier in the week I was trying to flex my football knowledge on Luke, um, and I was explaining that it's the Bengals versus the Rams, and that I kept referring to it as a fight. I kept calling it a fight. I was like, so in this fight, <laughs> the, it's gonna be the Bengals versus the Rams. And if they win this fight then they're going to be the Super Bowl winners. And he was like, you know, it's not fighting. And I, you know, I still think we could call it that, honestly. It's still a phrase that is applicable. It's accurate. It's still a fight. Anyways, yeah. go kitties. Go kitties. I really do hope the Bengals win. I think that would be great. I think we could all use it right now. Oh, well, bye, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Bye, bye everyone. Thank you, all five listeners. We love you. We, love we cherish you. you deeply. <laughs>